0: Hello, and welcome to Who's in the Pew? I'm Melissa P.C., editor of La Fe magazine. This show is an extension of La Fe and a production of We Hope, which is run by the Diocese of Laredo's communication department. Each week, we will get to know someone new and learn a little bit about his or her unique involvement in our diocese. Join us right here To meet your neighbor, the young adult seeking God's guidance in his life, the woman who spends much of her free time volunteering to serve at her parish, the man who returned to his faith after years of rejecting God, the young woman who teaches teens about the merciful love of Christ, the widow who was carried by God when waking up to face another day seemed too difficult, and some of our clergy who have answered a special call to follow and serve our Lord. We hope you will enjoy meeting others who sit in the pews of parishes right here in the Diocese of Laredo. Welcome to Who's in the Pew? Today I have joining us Ariel Gomez Jr., who is a contributor to La Fe Magazine. Welcome, Ariel.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Good. Well, we're excited to have you. Ariel, can you tell our viewers a little bit about what you do and, and kind of um, where you're at in your life right now? Yeah, of
1: course. Right now, I'm working at the family business, which is Las Vosobrador Salon. Uh, and so I, you know, I'm helping out my parents. And right now, I, I get to do a lot of different stuff. So it's like behind the scenes, like working on, you know, the inventory, the sales, uh, the fabrics, the materials, and then checking out, you know, to seeing what kind of problems that we have on the floor. If everything's running smooth, being in the front and the cash register and you know, just wherever I'm needed, I'm being able to to put myself where, you know, where there might need a problem might happen. Might arise. Yeah.
0: That's great. And you are a graduate um of UT, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. And you graduated from in, in with what degree?
1: I graduated from the McComb School of Business with a degree in marketing and also in a certificate in business and public policy.
0: Wow, that's great. And now um, your future goal is to go to law school?
1: Yes. So right now I'm studying for the outside and hopefully I, you know, I, I get to take the test and hopefully I'll get a, a good score enough to, to go somewhere where, you know, I hope to to act for a great school.
0: Wonderful. And even when you leave, you're still planning to contribute to La Fe, correct?
1: Yes, of course. <laughs> I wouldn't want it any other way.
0: That's great. Uh-huh. We, we're glad to have your column, 20-something. um, It's always very interesting, uh, even for people who aren't in their 20s. Um, I know sometimes I still think I am, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I always get so much out of your column. So the most recent issue, you focused on just how to nurture your faith, kind of continue making sure that you're you're growing in your faith, keep it alive and thriving. Um, you mentioned 20 ways that young adults can do that. So can you share um, just what are some of the things that you do kind of regularly to, to continue growing in your faith?
1: Sure. So I have a routine. So every single day. Uh... When I do grab my phone, the first thing I do is open up the Holo app. I'm really big into into technology, and Holo has a lot of really great resources. Mm -hmm. It's a Catholic app that has a lot of resources like, you know, praying the rosary. I use it to pray the rosary every single day. Also, with having a saint of the day, I also get to, to think about, you know, the saints that we have as examples. And being able to, comp- to contemplate on their lives and how it relates to like, you know, their missions or purpose mm-hmm. and me being able to see how I can align myself with their goals or challenges and see how I can, you know, be able to use their examples in my daily lives. Um, so that's how, you know, I, that's some of my daily routines that I get to, to do and use.
0: That's great. Um, so do you have a favorite saint?
1: I follow... A lot of the examples, I don't know if I have a favorite one right now at the top of my head, but it's so hard just to pick one only because uh, they all go through so much in different ways. So sure. it's, it's I, I think on a daily example, uh, I can relate to one or the other, but I don't know if I just have one off the top of my head right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. You can relate to to different saints probably at different points in your life, right? W- depending on what we're going through and yes. yes, turn to them. Um, what so okay, you use the app, um, follow the saint of the day. Um, what are some other other uh things that you do just to continue strengthening your faith?
1: Right now I lo- lo- love to read the daily readings and the gospels um i try to make 10 to 15 minutes every single day just uh to have uh the readings and being able just to uh, to see what the gospels and what the teachings are of the, for the day and being able to just understand and being able to articulate and you know think about the faith and what what it's kind of trying to teach and being able to to apply that to my daily life
0: sure yeah, that's great. Um, now, in a past issue of La Fe, you talked about your pilgrimage um, with your dad to El Camino de Santiago. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. What was that like? What was it like experiencing that with your dad? And was this your first pilgrimage?
1: It was my first pilgrimage. And it was, it was a beautiful, beautiful journey. It was my dad. My dad had made one before when I was away in college, and he went by himself. And so he had that. You know, already those lifelong memories and that kind of feeling that he wanted to share mm-hmm. with me. So it became a dream of his to do it with like me, his son. And so just to be able to, to do it with him was incredible and beautiful. He, uh, for the pilgrimage, like for those that don't know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a journey from, there's a bunch of different paths that people take. And it's all the way to the, with the final destination of Cam- uh, Santiago. Santiago de Compostela in Spain, which is in northwest Spain. And there's a bunch of pilgrimage that are a bunch of routes that people take. And some of them stretch all the way from France. And I was checking out the map and there's even some in Italy and Norway. And some of them, some of those routes take months to make. Ours, we we did the most basic or simple one. Okay. And which took us like five days and just because we didn't have enough time. But even along the way, we we bear witness to other people's testimonies and their lives and their journeys and what they're going through, and they also bear witness to ours. So it was a beautiful way to to relate to those, and for others to hear us, for us to hear them.
0: Sure. And
1: the journey is, yeah, the journey is. It's rough. It's it's tough at times. When we think about you know nurture, nurturing the the mind, body, and spirit, mm-hmm. the body at this point, you know, th- we think it's. The, the one that's being most uh affected here, but you know when we talk about we, when we hear other people's stories throughout the the journey we 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 feel that that the the spirit and the details and the things that they go through and the struggles and they hear ours and it's it was beautiful and you know stopping at one spot and then hearing conversation with some people and then going to another spot and seeing the same people and kind of relating again, it, it was beautiful. It was, it was good.
0: That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. And you mentioned, uh, you went with your dad, he wanted to do this with you as his son. So you are, uh, one of four, correct? And you're the only, only, uh, male yes. <laughs> in your family. So you grew up with Two older sisters and one twin. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like? It was, it was great.
1: It was. I. I don't think I would have had it any other way. Uh, I think they're all amazing, beautiful people. I. I consider them as saints, and I. Their. Their. I followings are in their example only because they're just all great people doing their. They're living out their vocations and their missions and their purposes, and it's beautiful to see them, and so I love to to support them and be there when I can and help them out where I can. So I'm just doing my little part right now. But I'm happy yeah. to see that they're they're doing what they're what they're supposed to be doing.
0: Oh, that's nice. I've had the pleasure to meet your mom and one of your sisters. Um, and actually, uh, uh, one of your other sisters also recently contributed to La Fe. Um, and you just seem like such a strong, faith-filled family. You all seem uh, very close very tight Now, what were some of the things growing up that you all did as a family that just kind of instilled this this strong faith in all of you? What, what did your parents do?
1: That's a good question. I think when look when I look back at it, I think there's a couple of things that stand out, but I think one of the most important was our Sunday. And our Sunday was what we called our family day. Mm-hmm. And so our family day was, it didn't matter what you had planned, what you wanted to do. There was going to be a time block where it was all going to be about spending time as a family and it was going to be a, all of us together and uh a large part of that was going to mass together mm-hmm. and so that was the center of our sunday but within the center of the center of our sunday was you know the eucharist and being able to uh, to recognize it for what it was and which is the true presence of of jesus christ and knowing that all roads and all and all roads in our, in our dedication to our lives should be centered around jesus so it was, Kind of that formation and that foundation that really built our, our family together. And it was the kind of values that, you know, we learn through the church to apply to our lives. Mm-hmm. And all my, well, of my parents are, you know, great blocks of that kind of example. So I get to see that every single day. I get to live with that every single day. And so I try to at least try to emulate that every single day. And so I know that I'm not too far off with what I want to be. And it's the same thing with my sisters. I think of them as saints and they're all very caring and compassionate and well loved people. And it's because of how we grew up and it really taught us to look out for each other, uh, to be there for each other. And it, it was through, you know, our Sundays that really helped cement that at the end of the day.
0: Wow, that's very special. I don't know many siblings that would call their siblings saints. Yeah. <laughs> so that is very telling. Um, it, it, that you feel like that about your sisters. That's just that's so beautiful and special and, and that you support them, you know that you all all support each other. Um, very special. So I know it's, it's a challenge a challenge especially in in you know, our modern day where life is so busy to just kind of stop and take that time. So that's great that your parents placed such emphasis on that and that that was a a big part of your life growing up.
1: Yeah, it makes it easy only because growing up, they were there for me. I was there for them. And it was true love. You know, it wasn't forced or it wasn't done with a kind of obligation that you felt that needed to be done. Mm -hmm. It it, it was done out of, you know, free will. So it it was, you know, something that really stuck with me and really stuck with each other that we we're going to be there for each other for no matter what. So it was how we were raised and how we grew
0: up. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. And now um, I'm sure that's something that is shaping uh, and will shape all of your families. I know uh, you are an uncle, correct? Oh,
1: yes. New uncle.
0: <laughs> New uncle. And, and another on the way?
1: Yes, another on the way. So we got my twin sister. She had her baby in October. And so we were blessed for like, uh, we've been blessed ever since to be able to have a new member of our family. And we, I think in the past month, we found out that my oldest sister was pregnant. So we are very excited to have another addition to our family. And as an uncle, I mean, I am overjoyed about the thought of having more, more of our <laughs> family, or having our family grow.
0: Yes. Yeah, very exciting. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you so much. (laughs) And now we uh, just entered into Lent. Um, So what is something that you're going to be doing, you know, this Lent to just help make it a a fruitful one and just – and just, you know, whether it be um, with a sacrifice that you're making or adding extra prayer or almsgiving, what's, what's something that you plan to do?
1: You see, yeah, this Lent, I wanted to be a little bit more disciplined. So I wanted, you know, to, I, for, and as as a personal, as a personal goal, I wanted to be more disciplined. So I I'm putting my phone away at around nine p m so I'm not you know looking at reducing my screen time, not spending <laughs> as much time on social media, but also digging more into the details of the faith so mm-hmm. thinking about you know having a special doctor of the of the church to think about every single day to learn mm-hmm. what they had to teach, and then going through like some of their works, so some of what they defended, what they taught, what they discovered, what they studied, and what they researched, and being able to uh, to think about how it relates how they grew the church and how they were able to to defend it at times or being able to expand it and you know having that example to yeah. think about every single day. So that's what I'm going to be working on and focusing on wow. for this and season.
0: Wow, that's great. That's mm-hmm. great. And and the phone is is a is a big thing. I think it's a big challenge for most people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yes, putting that away and making more time, you know, for prayer and to study, of um, teaching the church. That's great. Um, is there a, a specific time in your life that you can recall that you strongly felt God's presence, um, God's guidance in your life?
1: Um, there, there has been, uh, there's some, there, there are moments that I recall where I, I wouldn't have been able to, to, to go through things without a, a divine presence, um, and, but I know he's always been there for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He is, right? And um, it's amazing how God can speak to us in different ways, right? Sometimes through other people, um, sometimes just, you know, in the silence, which which is so difficult, right, to find that time. Of course. I guess going back to the, the cell phone thing, right, a, a time to just kind of be in God's presence without the distractions of the world. Yes. So do you feel like you have felt God present more in times of silence or do you have you felt God present more, you know, through other people in, that he's placed in your life?
1: Yeah, I think I, for me, I think I see God in in details and in moments. I think uh, I think his presence is all around us. Mm-hmm. I think being open and aware of it, having an open mind and open eyes. I think people can or others can become more can realize the the presence of god and i see it through through people through moments and everything in between yeah and details yeah in details and in moments and having
0: it's an open heart
1: open heart an open mind to to being open to seeing where god is calling you to be and i think i see that through people and through the daily course of, of a day
0: yeah yeah so there's uh I know there are people who, especially in times of suffering, can feel like God isn't present. God is far away. Um, and it's hard, you know, in, in those times to to see him. And I know you just mentioned, you know, God is always present. He's all around us. So what would you say, you know, maybe to somebody like that, maybe a fallen away Catholic who is struggling with their faith?
1: Um, yeah, I, I think God has a, wants a personal relationship. With every single, every single buddy, um, I think it's being open and receptive to little nudges and callings of where your heart may lead you to to be in. I think God is in everything, so it might be in the things that you may be overlooking and the things that you're not looking at. And so, i I think it's where you might least expect it. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. God talks to us sometimes in ways that we. That we don't expect in, mm-hmm. in in different ways, so yeah, having an open heart to that and asking the Holy Spirit to to reveal God to us, right? And the little things,
1: exactly. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, thank you for sharing all that with us, Ariel. Uh, we're gonna move to uh, a lightning round to just kind of learn some fun facts about okay. you. Sounds okay. Good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, do you prefer dogs or cats?
1: Definitely prefer dogs.
0: For a dog. Yes. And you have dogs, correct? Yes,
1: I have three dogs and I wouldn't trade them for one and a half cats.
0: <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. I have a cat. So <laughs> apples or oranges?
1: Uh, I prefer apple juice. I'll, I'll say apples.
0: <laughs> sun or snow? Um, I'll go with sun. We'll go with sun. Yes. Laredo sun.
1: L- maybe not Laredo sun. Maybe. <laughs> it's a little too
0: much. Uh,
1: maybe a little bit cloudy sun.
0: Cloudy sun. Okay. Yeah. Okay. With rain?
1: We can do a little rain, maybe in the morning or late afternoon.
0: <laughs> Makes the flowers bloom. Exactly. Coffee or hot chocolate?
1: I'll do coffee. Coffee. Mm-hmm.
0: Even on a on a in a cold day?
1: Even on a cold day, yes. Coffee. Coffee. Okay. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining us, Ariel. We appreciate you taking the time to be with us and all your contributions to La Fe.
1: Of course. Yes, I could do. Thank you for everything.
0: Thank you. And thank you for joining us. We hope you'll join us next week for another episode of Who's in the Pew?